0: Live Hellcat says, bring the smoke, Nick. Yes, we are bringing the smoke. We are raining hellfire down upon Katie Hobbs, the corrupt Soros-bought Secretary of State that allegedly just won the governorship in Arizona. Uh, What we're going to go over here is clear, definitive proof of election uh, interference and a First Amendment violation involving Katie Hobbs. They're... You guys, you guys that follow me on Telegram, right? You probably are aware that I have my criticisms with the Twitter files dump um, with Matt Taibbi, which was shared by Elon Musk as this big expose, right? I pretty much said I feel like this is being watered down and whitewashed from what really took place because Matt Taibbi, who happens to be a pretty liberal journalist for the Rolling Stone, and has published. You know, countless articles about how much he hates Donald Trump. The Gateway Pundit just exposed that, uh, you know, when Andrew Breitbart died, I think in 2012, this dude was like, good, I'm glad that he's dead. This dude has a problematic history and a very liberal bias, right? And when I was watching the Twitter files being dumped, I couldn't help but think to myself, I feel like this is being uh, contextualized a certain way. We're seeing these communications within Twitter. We're seeing this this guy, any chance that he gets, he can't help but say, oh, but Republicans did it too. Republicans did it too. Yeah, Twitter is extremely left-leaning, and they accepted the requests from Democrats like 99.999% of the time, but Republicans did it too. Oh, and the Trump White House also submitted requests uh, for, for posts to be removed, but I'm not going to show you any of that evidence. I'm not going to give you any of the specifics i'm just going to throw that out there right and then he also said that there was no evidence of government involvement in the hunter laptop story and concluded with jack dorsey's completely innocent in fact i've seen countless examples where jack dorsey uh you know took it upon himself to intervene in certain instances where people were suspended or banned and 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 he inter- intervened in cases that were All across the political spectrum, meaning Jack Dorsey, he didn't care if you were a Republican or a Democrat. He was going to come to your defense. And I I was reading this and I'm like, this is on one hand, this is great because people are seeing that Twitter is absolutely corrupt, completely left, um, completely biased to the left. And the Hunter Biden laptop story was obviously suppressed in a coordinated fashion to manipulate the election that was exposed And that has a huge impact on the in 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 the in the cultural war that we're in, in the court of public opinion, right? But when I sifted through that and I looked at, okay, of what was released, of what was disclosed, where is the actual crime? You know, what what could somebody be prosecuted for here? And I had to and, and so I'm looking through it and this whole thing about the Biden campaign Submit requests for posts to be removed. Well, the problem with that is the Biden campaign is not a government actor. This was prior to Biden taking office. So could they be prosecuted for that? Not really. And also, if you look at the links in that email, if you actually go to the links, what the Biden campaign was asking to be removed was pornographic pictures of Hunter Biden. Okay, so really, I mean... While it, it definitely shows a clear and uh, definitive attempt to, you know, for the Democrats, the Biden campaign, the DNC, and Twitter to collude to suppress a story that would have impacted the results of the election, there, there's not a lot you can prosecute there, right? And the real First Amendment violation, the real crime, which we know happened, was the FBI coercing... Uh, lying and threatening Twitter to to enter uh, to to suppress this story, right? We know that that happened beyond a shadow of a doubt. In fact, um, it was released in depositions in this Missouri versus Biden case, which alleges that the Biden administration, including Jen Psaki, um, Fauci, and many many others, the DHS Secretary Mayorkas, all these people, what they've been doing. Is they've been coercing big tech to censor on their behalf, while waving this uh, threat over their head that if you don't do what we say, if you don't acquiesce, then we are going to regulate big tech. Okay, and we're gonna we're going to legislate and regulate big tech by amending Section Two Thirty and removing your Section Two Thirty protection, which would open you up to a bunch of lawsuits, right? That's the basis for the Missouri versus Biden case, showing that the federal government is trying to influence big tech with coercion and threats, right? And we know that that happened in this case uh, with with the Hunter Biden laptop, right? And the whole point I'm trying to make here is Matt Taibbi decided to selectively leave that part out, right? And in fact, deny it and say that from everything that I've seen, I see no government uh, interference, right? And I just think that that's dishonest because it's as if to say Matt Taibbi, who is this um, you know, big-time Rolling Stone uh, uh, contributor, author, whatever, editor, as if to say he's not aware of that lawsuit, as if to say he's not aware of the details there, and as if he hasn't heard about this deposition from, uh, what was it, this, this I'm sorry, The FBI guy, what was his name? Um, It was the Supervisory Special Agent Elvis Chan's deposition, right? The dude literally admitted to having weekly meetings with Twitter around the time of the election regarding this Hunter Biden laptop story. And Matt Taibbi tried to say that, yes, there were rumors about general warnings from the FBI, blah, 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 but there was no specific... um, there was like no specific request to suppress this Hunter Biden laptop, right? And, you know, um, what's her name? Miranda Devine actually posted, published an article for the New York Post saying that this Twitter dump was completely whitewashed, right? And says that there's a lot that was left out. So so here's what she wrote. What was missing were specific details of specific warnings, we know the FBI made to Twitter about a Russian hack and leak operation involving Hunter during their weekly meetings with top executives of the social media giant in the days and weeks before the Post published its exec- exclusive bombshell. We know that FBI Supervisory Special Agent Elvis Chan testified on Tuesday in a lawsuit against the Biden administration brought by Republican attorneys that that he organized those weekly meetings with Twitter and Facebook in San Francisco for as many as seven Washington-based FBI agents in the run-up to the 2020 presidential election. Twitter's then head of site integrity, Yoel Roth, has stated in a sworn declaration that he was told during those meetings to expect hack and leak operations by state actors involving Hunter Biden. Okay, so Yoel Roth, this guy said that he was told, in a, he said this in a sworn declaration that he was told to expect hack and leak operations by state actors involving Hunter Biden. That's very specific. That's not a general warning. They're specifically saying a hack and leak operation involving Hunter Biden. Okay, so then when the, the Hunter Biden story gets released, then they they are already on, I guess, high alert for this very thing. And they suppressed it. So this this goes to show you that the FBI had far far more involvement than what what's his face led on, uh, Matt Taibbi, right? So I was I was a little I was a little sketched out by that. I was a little sketched out by that, right? Um, because I feel like there's some sort of a way there's some sort of cover up here. And I know um, Elon Musk has, ad- has basically admitted that he's given the full authority to Matt Taibbi to release this stuff. He said, you know, Matt has read way more of the Twitter files than I have, and I've basically given him full permission to release whatever he deems necessary. He said this in a Twitter space, uh, I, I don't know what to call it, live stream or whatever, live event on Twitter last night. So it leads me to believe Matt Taibbi is the, the one kind of steering this ship, and this dude has a, has a liberal bias. So I think he's contextualized things in a way that he wants to, right? And left a lot of the very important key details out. I've been trying to make this point on my Telegram over and over and over, and people are, you know, people that follow me closely are probably like Nick, you've said this like fifty times. Okay, let it go. But these little subtle nuances just bother me. And then my obsessive mind just goes over the same thing over and over and over, and I can't stop thinking about it. Okay, so I've had a problem with this. But here we have clear, definitive proof that the, the federal government is way more involved in manipulating election information along with big tech and elected officials like Katie Hobbs And so this story is much, much bigger than what we've gotten so far on Twitter. And so I want to pull this up and I want to show you the details here. Now, I see we have a lot of people watching. If you could, please smash the the like button. Also, um, consider subscribing to this channel where we take deep dives into stuff like this all the time. I plan to go live as much as possible in the next week, hopefully like every day. Um, So please, if you're new to this channel, If you found this link somewhere else, hit the subscribe button. Now let's talk about corrupt Soros bought uh, dictator, nerd, okay, because she looks like a nerd, Secretary of State in Arizona, Katie Hobbs, who is now uh, allegedly been elected governor. Okay, let's take a look at her corruption. So we have this Gateway Pundit story, proof, crooked Secretary of State Katie Hobbs had Twitter silence her critics in Arizona prior to gubernatorial election she ran in. Now we know why crooked Katie Hobbs didn't want to debate Carrie Lake. Why would she, when she ran the election, oversaw 30% of election day precinct machines breaking down, had the media in her pocket, and was working with social media platforms to silence her critics? This is... What? <laughs> and soon, we will hear about... However, 70,000 fraudulent ballots were sent out before Election Day. Okay, so Gateway Pundit just likes to throw a lot of different stuff at you. So here's the story. This was posted by Christina Bob, uh, Trump attorney Christina Bob. Okay, now let's let's actually go to the tweet itself. Okay, so what, what Christina Bob says here is, Unreal. Katie Hobbs office contacts Twitter to have posts removed. So the Democrat candidate who ran the AZ election censored her political opponents, disrupted election day votes, and then threatened counties with prosecution if they didn't declare her the winner. Okay. Now, this is a release. I'm um, this. if So this is coming from a court case. And the court case, if you could guess, is the Missouri versus Biden case. Okay, which again, this is a massive case, and I haven't done it justice in covering it on this channel, but I definitely plan to do so. So essentially, this the, the basis of this case is the Attorney Generals are suing Biden, Jen Psaki, the the HHS, Fauci, the CDC, Alejandro Mayorkas, the Department of Homeland Security, CISA, all of these actors. And they're saying that these government actors have circumvented the first amendment by inducing threatening and or colluding with private entities to suppress protected speech as you guys know the government is not allowed to censor people right they're also not allowed to coerce or threaten private companies to do their bidding that would be a violation of the first amendment so the the attorney general the attorney generals are alleging that the government has colluded with big tech To suppress conservative speech um, through coercion and threats, such as, for instance, the government's uh, continued threats to amend Big Tech's uh, Section 230 protection if they don't ban certain accounts, right? And also, this, this creation of the Disinformation Governance Board, all of this stuff violates the First Amendment. There's been all this talk from the federal government about amending Section 230, which is a threat. It's coercion. And they keep saying, you need, you know, there's, there's all this misinformation. These people need to be silenced and big tech. If you don't, if you don't acquiesce to us, we are going to intervene. All right. So what this is, what we're looking at here is a leaked document from that case. I I guess an exhibit from that case, which the attorney generals are trying to prove shows this coordinated effort to uh, circumvent and subvert the First Amendment. Okay, so what we have here is, uh, so this is coming from the communications director for the Office of the Arizona Secretary of State. Okay, and what the, the, the first email says, I am flagging this Twitter account for your review, and it's been redacted, the actual account. So the communications director for Katie Hobbs is sending this account for review, okay? And then uh, and says, please see this report below from the Arizona SOS office. Please let me know if you have any questions. CC, I am not sure the best contact email to send this to at Twitter. Thanks, okay? Then the response comes, and the response comes from Twitter. Thank you. Both tweets have been removed from the service. Thank you. Okay. So, here there's there's some very very important details here that need to be addressed, okay? Cuz look. Um, let me just show you the comments here. The comments here, people look, the first one of the first comments this guy says, "Um, it's dated January 7, 21. I could bet these were misinformation or threats related to the insurrection on January 6 that you supported." I'll bet I'll bet you'll be removing your tweet soon. So look, all these commenters, these left-wing uh, dipshits, what they're saying about this is this doesn't prove that she manipulated the, the governor race in Arizona because this was tweeted out on January 7, 2021, and it's likely related to the the uh, the protests at the Capitol. So this doesn't prove anything, right? She didn't manipulate the election because she didn't announce her campaign until I think it was uh, June 2nd, right? So they're they're, they're trying to absolve Katie Hobbs of any culpability here. They're trying to say that this tweet predates her run for governor. And it does, okay? And, you know, I I, I could see if you were a left-wing idiot blinded by your allegiance to the Democrat Party, I could see how you would get off on um, contextualizing things that way. However, however, the the thing is that doesn't really matter, okay? Because at the time, Katie Hobbs was still the Secretary of State, okay? And I want you guys to see, I want you guys to see who is, who this email is being sent to and who is CC'd in this email, okay? Because these are important details that the Gateway Pundit fails to highlight, Okay, so here we have, I don't know if I can zoom in, all right, if you guys can see that. Let's see. Hopefully you guys can see that. So, at the top here, this is two misinformation reports at cisecurity.org, okay? Now, who is cc'd in this email? sisa.dhs.gov. And gov at twitter.com. All right. So here we have the communications director for uh, Katie Hobbs submitting a request to ban an account to CIS, cisecurity.org, CISA, and Twitter. Now, you tell me that's not a violation of the First Amendment okay now I want you guys to I want you guys to look at the details here even further. so this is being sent again to misinformation at cisecurity.org. Now let's take a look at what is cisecurity.org okay so the Center for Internet Security is a 501c3 nonprofit organization formed in October uh, 2000. Alright, its mission is to make the connected world a safer place by developing, validating, and promoting timely best practice solutions that help people, businesses, and governments protect themselves against pervasive cyber threats. The organization is headquartered in East Greenbush, New York, with members including large corporations, government agencies, and academic institutions. So, large corporations, government agencies, and academic institutions. So you might be thinking, well, this is a, a 501c3 non organization. It's not necessarily a correct to say that this is collusion between big tech and government, right? Because this is a non But as you saw, CISA, which is an agency of the government, was also uh, cc'd in that email. And the thing is, CIS... Is directly connected to CISA. So CIS has several program areas, including MSISAC, CIS Controls, CIS Benchmarks, CIS Communities, and CIS Cyber Market. Through these program areas, CIS works with a wide range of entities, including those in academia, the government, and both the private sector and general public, to increase their online security by providing them with products and services that improve security efficiency and effectiveness. So these, there's, there's several different program areas that CIS provides, okay? One of them being the MSISAC. And this is um, a program which helps government agencies combat cyber threats and work closely with federal law enforcement and is designated by DHS as a key cybersecurity resource for the nation's SLTT governments, which means... Which means that they are federally funded. Okay? The another program area is the Election Infrastructure Information Sharing and Analysis Center. The EISAC is operated by the Center for Internet Security. So they operate this. The EI ISAC, which also receives federal funding from the DHS, is operated by the C I S, okay. So this nonprofit organization is essentially receiving federal funding. So this is basically basically an arm of CISA. And what they what they are advertising is they're about you know uh, identifying, mitigating, and preventing cybersecurity threats, okay. But specifically regarding elections, and there's a two way sharing between. You know um, the 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 private and public sector. Okay, so so this is definitely one hundred percent a clear violation of the First Amendment, and you cannot tell me otherwise because what we're seeing here is that Katie Hobbs, Katie Hobgoblin, as I like to call her, her she has a secret portal where she can submit accounts that she wants banned to Twitter to CISA to cis and like and then they and then they get banned so this is this is crazy this is absolutely what i knew to be the case and was hope like like when elon was was publishing this stuff about you know the the hunter biden laptop story and we're saying this is proof of election interference i was like talk to me when you get to the long fuse report by the election integrity project, okay? Because I've covered this on on the show. We know and we've known for a long time that there's these secret portals between um you know people like Katie Hobbs and in Georgia, you know Brad Raffensperger and Jocelyn Benson in Michigan, they have these secret portals where they can submit tickets and then those tickets get sent to Big Tech and Big Tech will censor. All right? And this is definitely definitely the real story here the big story because like i said like i said when we're talking about the federal government involved the federal government is is getting involved in telling big tech companies what can and can't be on their platform even so a violation of the first amendment is when you coerce force threaten to get a private company to do your bidding right and and you could make the argument you could say that well, I mean, if they're just submitting a request to have an account banned or flagged for misinformation, that's not necessarily coercion, that's not necessarily a threat. So, it's not really a violation of the first amendment because I can report an account, I can go on Twitter and I can go report an account myself, right? So, if they're just using the same tools that the public has access to, blah blah blah, it's not really that big of a deal. False, absolutely bullshit. And here's why first of all. I don't have a secret email address that I can contact that goes directly to Twitter, but Katie Hobbs does. Brad Raffensperger does. Jocelyn Benson does. They have a a secret little portal that they can, and and we know from Dr. Shiva's lawsuit that they have a a little phone line they can call people up. They can literally just call up somebody and be like, I want this account banned, boom, handled. (laughs) It's very different than the, the than the tools that we have access to, right? But also, as I said, which is which is alleged in the Missouri versus Biden lawsuit. The real problem here is that the federal government holds it's like a dangling carrot and stick, and this is the analogy that they use in that court case. It's like a dangling carrot and stick. They use the threat of amending uh, Section Two Thirty, and which which which, by the way. Section 230 gives these big tech companies and, and, and media massive protection from lawsuits. What it basically means is that, so Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, um, they're not responsible for what's posted to their site. They're given a certain protection from liability. So if I were to post something violent, um, if someone were to post child pornography, you know, something illegal onto their site, if they didn't have this protection, then you could all sue them. You could all sue them as if they were the ones that published the child pornography or the violence. Um, you would they would be liable, right? But with Section 230, what it means is, okay, you guys are platforms. You're not you're hosting content, right? You're a platform that hosts content, so you're not liable for what gets posted to your site. Obviously, you have a responsibility to remove um, content that breaks the law, but you're still protected, okay? You're not going to get sued if somebody posts a beheading video on, on your site. So what the government has been doing is they've been putting out these messages that misinformation is a big problem on social media and it's a threat to our democracy and Obama's giving speeches and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Biden and Jen Psaki and Kamala and and, and Nancy Pelosi, they're all saying that misinformation is a threat to our democracy and and big tech companies need to take a larger responsibility in, in removing harmful content, blah, 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 blah. And at the same time, they're wielding this threat over Big Tech's head that we are going to amend Section 230 and remove your protection from your your, your liability protection, and then open you up to a bunch of uh, lawsuits and basically destroy your ass. Or we're going to regulate Big Tech. We're going to step in and regulate. You know, it, and and so so Big Tech sort of looks at this like, well, I guess we have to abide by and acquiesce to the Democrat Party, which keeps threatening us, and that's why that's the violation of the first amendment that's the threatening that's the coercion that's the force the the government is using force coercion and threats to force these private companies to do their bidding which is violating the first amendment which is which is completely unconstitutional and illegal and what i just showed you is katie hobbs involvement in that now we can make the focus katie hobbs here but these are tools these are resources which have been offered to every single elected official relating to elections. every secretary of State across the country has access to these tools. every single um, elections director has access to these tools And what it allows for is for um, it, what it allows for is these people to essentially um, like if something starts going viral And I've seen it. I've seen the I want you guys to do some homework. Those of you that like to read, go and look up the long fuse report from the election integrity partnership. Okay, because it's basically a confession. Um, It's basically a confession that there was a massive coordinated effort to 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 control the narrative around the 2020 election. And basically, they, they they said that. We set up this one stop shop, this portal, okay? And so if there was something that started to go viral on Twitter, such as a video of somebody named Ruby Freeman stuffing ballots through machines three, four times after everybody was sent home, or you know, somebody found a bunch of mail in ballots that were, you know, on the side of the road and it appeared that the US Postal Service is destroying ballots or they found them in the trash or something like that anything of that nature these election directors and secretaries of state had a little portal they could submit what they called tickets for review to the portal then the portal forwards that to the big tech companies facebook twitter blah 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 and then they would remove those posts and and ban and flag anybody who posted it right and so in this EIP long fuse report they talk about how pretty much 90% or something like that of the tickets that were submitted to big tech were addressed dealt with like so so this is ma- there was massive collusion way 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 beyond the hunter biden laptop story suppression um i mean so i'm very happy I'm very happy that people are talking about what happened with the Hunter Biden laptop. I'm very happy that people are starting to see that it's not just a conspiracy theory. It's not just crazy that those of us that are conservative that have just been speaking our minds on social media have been silenced for, for ridiculous things, factual information. And it, it's, it's completely biased to one side. I mean, I've told people, I've told... I've told friends and family who may be a little more, I guess, centrist, moderate, or even left-leaning that, hey, I used to have a YouTube channel with 55,000 subscribers and, and the viewership in the millions, but I was banned. and I'm And they're like, what? What did you do? You were banned? And I'm like, yeah, I was banned, like for life. I can't ever make a YouTube channel again. I've also been banned from Twitter. I'm not ever allowed to make a Twitter account again. And they're like, what did you do? What crime did you commit? And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't commit a crime. The only thing I did was post evidence of election fraud. The only thing I did was interview people that had court cases and grassroots organizations trying to ban Dominion machines and, um, you know, compel the legislature to pass election reform bills. That's the only thing I did. And they're like, no way you got banned for that shouldn't you be able to speak your mind? And I'm like, yeah. So, so people are like dumbfounded that I I was banned off social media. And I, it's a it's a universal sentiment. I've never encountered somebody that that was like, "Yeah, well you should have been banned. You dumb bastard. You shouldn't have been talking about the election because because that could lead to another. That could lead to another January 6th." I've never heard one person say that the only people that say that are you know dumbass bimbos like Nancy Pelosi, you know. Pretty much everybody in America that I know is for free speech, no matter what their political ideology is. There's only a small small percentage of people that fall into that radical left ca- category where they just they just don't think you should be able to talk, right? So what where am I going with this? What I'm trying to say is What Elon Musk exposed to us, it's basically like, this is nothing new. Not surprising, not shocking whatsoever. I already knew that. Uh, Twitter has a left-wing bias. Wow. Wow, what a revelation. No, but the normies, and I'm not talking about the radical left, because they'll deny all the evidence that you present them, but the normies, the, the, the moderates, the centrists, the people that aren't that involved in the political, you know, thing, they're shocked by this they're looking at this like whoa whoa i didn't realize that twitter was basically a libtard cesspool and the behind the scenes communications revealed that i i mean this is what they this is what they revealed they revealed that basically twitter um yoel roth and and what's her name VJJ vagina they they were they basically coordinated the suppression of this story based on a lie. See Matt Taibbi said there was no government involvement there was really no reason for them to say that the laptop was hacked material but Vijay J and Yoel Roth basically just made that up and went with it and stuck with it and nobody had the balls to do anything about it despite people that tried to say hey what about the what about the fact that we have no justification for this what about the fact that this isn't, we don't know at all if this is hacked material. And they just kept doubling and tripling down. So they, they exposed that. And then normies, moderate people, are looking at this and they're like, damn, damn, so Twitter really did interfere in the election. And that I am, uh, look, regardless how I feel about it, even though I think that it's mis- a little bit misleading, that there was a lot more to it, at the same time, this does move the Overton window. This does wake up a lot of people. This is a big deal. And as I keep saying, I just have mixed feelings about it. It's so good. And at the same time, it's just missing the mark on a couple of things that I hope comes out in the coming days. Like, you know, Twitter dump 2.0 and Twitter dump 3.0. You know, Elon Musk has said. You know, I, I haven't read the Twitter files, but it'd be interesting to see the communications behind the scenes regarding, regarding um, COVID and January 6th. So he also said that you should base like basically you should see what happened after the election. OK, so he's suggesting that there's a lot more here that's going to be released soon. Um, So, again, I'm a little bit I was a little bit frustrated that it seemed like they tried to wash, whitewash, and downplay the collusion between government and big tech, and make this look like it was all internal, which absolves Biden and and the the FBI and the bad actors, right? But if we're saying that there's a lot more that happened after the election, then I think we're going to see reveals of literal big tech and uh, government collusion under the Biden administration, which we know has been happening. I mean, you'd have to be an idiot to think they admitted to you that somewhere along the line, you know, Twitter started getting requests from state actors and big influential people to remove stuff. And it started happening more often. And then it started happening all the time. Okay. You'd be an idiot if you, if you're going to try to tell me, well, once Biden took office, it all just stopped. Come on, like you'd, you'd have to be a total idiot. It didn't just stop once Biden took office. So we know that there's a lot more there. We we know for a fact. You, 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 like, I'm going to say it one more time. You'd have to be an idiot to think that Biden took office and then all of a sudden Twitter stopped acqu- acquiescing to the government's pressure to, to ban people. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Get out of town. Give me a break, you know. So I think that we're going to get more. I think that we're going to see a lot more. And another thing to kind of spin off of that point that I just made, let's come back to Katie Hobbs. Okay, so the left wants you to – the left's response to this email from Katie Hobbs, right, Their response is that, oh, well, this is from January 7th, 2021, and she didn't announce her governorship until June 2nd, so... Okay, so you think that she stopped doing this? This is just one example. You think that this is the only time that Katie Hobbs' office submitted requests to to ban certain speech? Give me a break. Uh, What do you think, I'm stupid? No, this has been going on the entire time. It's, it's been going on nonstop. This is just one example, one exhibit, but this is Katie Hobbs most definitely. I, I don't have a crystal ball here, but I would bet money that Katie Hobbs interfered and colluded with the government to censor speech around the 2022 midterms, which she was a candidate in. I guarantee it. I would bet my life on it. Okay, so she did interfere in the midterms because what she did... On January seventh, twenty twenty one, there was no consequence for it. So she why would she stop? If I can it look if I had the power as a state actor, anything I see that I don't like, anything that I, I want taken down off big tech, if it makes me look bad, I can just submit a ticket through a portal and it gets taken down? You bet your ass I'm using it. Well, not me, okay, because I'm a good guy. Alright, I, I believe in the Constitution. Um, I believe in the Bill of Rights, so I probably wouldn't do it myself. But don't tell me Soros-backed, Katie Hobgoblin, goblin, corrupt Secretary of State, election-rigging-ass, uh, nerd, dork. Don't tell me she's she's a dictator. They're all dictators. They. I mean, what did the Democrats say? It was released in the Twitter files. Oh, well, the Bill of Rights is an absolute my desire for power supersedes the Bill of Rights, right? That's basically what they said. These people don't care about the law. They don't care about the Constitution. So I think these people use this these tools any chance that they get. I guarantee you there's thousands upon thousands of examples. Electronomad says, Hobbes is definitely sucking on the Soros Obama bong. Sucking on their bong? What do you mean? You mean their dong? Uh, yeah, but yeah, they're sucking on that teat. You know, this whole thing that we're that we're witnessing with Sissa. Let me tell you something, Sissa. Okay, Obama before he left office, because of Russia, 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 he restructured things so that election equipment, meaning Dominion machines, was. Uh, critical infrastructure. Okay. Now, by him designating Dominion Machines and ESNS and Heart Inner Civic, all the machines, election equipment as critical infrastructure, what does that do? Pop quiz. What does that allow them to do? It allows the federal government to get involved in elections, which are supposed to be uh, completely free of federal involvement. Okay, so here's the thing. When when they can say these machines are critical infrastructure and we have to be worried about um, Russia hacking into them. Right. Then they can say, well, we need CISA, the cyber. What is it? Cyber Internet Security, Cyber Infrastructure Security Agency to be on high alert. And looking out for potential threats to election security. We have to we have to watch and monitor these machines. And we have to make sure that there's no foreign interference, right? So now, thanks to Obama, the federal government is directly involved and has their hand in state run elections. That was Obama's little trick on this way out the door. Okay, now we got 3,009. What the heck? 3,906 people watching. What? Where'd you guys come from? I assume that this got put on the editor's feed at Rumble, which means there's a lot of new people at this channel. Now, if you could do me a favor and smash the subscribe button, I'd really appreciate it. We go live all the time, baby. We talk about all kinds of stuff, and uh, it's just a great it's just a great time. You know, we're family here. Okay, so welcome to the Wolf Pack, and I, I'd hope to I hope that I've earned your subscription here at the Wolfpack Rumble channel. You know, if you don't know me, old Nickel Bob Crane here used to have a big old YouTube channel, I'll tell you what. And, uh, you know, now we're, we're trying to get back. We're, we're, we're trying to build this baby back up, you know, because Susan Wojcicki and Sissa probably and George Soros Media Matters are a bunch of baby back bitches, that wanted to take your boy down after the 2020 election. All all I was doing was talking about fraud, exposing these people, and they 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 muzzled me. They silenced me. They said you don't have the right to speak. Okay? And and, and you know that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. So now Rumble Rumble has taken the lead as the free speech alternative to YouTube. And, you know, and that's what we need. I'll tell you what, Twitter—that's cool. Twitter, the public town square for political discourse. Elon Musk has purchased it, but man, do we need an alternative to bitch-ass baby back YouTube? And and we and we need to support creators on Rumble, and and incentivize people to come to this platform where you can speak freely, uh, because Rumble has a long way to go, and YouTube is a behemoth. YouTube is a freaking monster, a behemoth. They're so massive. I mean, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. Do you know what the first one is? Google. Do you know who owns YouTube? Google. So they control information more than any of these. I mean, it doesn't even come close. We need we need you here. <clears throat> so, shout out to Chris Pavlovsky, the CEO of Rumble. He's the man with the plan and he's got big, big, let's just say it, he's got big, big balls, okay, and that's a a breath of fresh air for me, because I feel like balls are a rare commodity in today's day and age, you know, Uh, men used to have them, they used to be legal, but now, you know, with, with all this trans, transgender stuff, and the soy, and, you know, they're trying to, they're trying to they hate testosterone and they hate balls, and they've been doing everything in their power to get rid of them. So the fact that Chris Pavlovsky has maintained some cojones, co- you know, and and there's people that are stepping up, rising up, fighting back this corruption. That's really that's really a testament to. I mean, think how big their think how big Chris Pavlovsky's balls would be if it weren't for all the soy and the BPA and the plastics and all that stuff. I mean, if you got big balls now. Imagine if you didn't have a CCP interference on on those things. Anyways, okay. So I, I now I probably lost a lot of people. I probably just lost more subscribers than I gained. All right. So we got a rumble rant here. I like listening to you, Nick Mo Cedar. Like your take on things too. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. You know, I was pretty. Much <laughs> XJB said Hitler is kind of cool. Back to you, Alex. What the hell, man? Don't give me up. Don't get me back on that subject. I was. <laughs> I still can't stop thinking about that, man. I just didn't have Kanye West in a gimp mask on Alex Jones saying he how much he loves Hitler and the Nazis on my bingo card for 2022. I just didn't. I mean, as crazy and upside down as this world is, I still didn't see that one coming. That one caught me off guard, and I just can't stop thinking about it. You know, every time I lay lay my head down at night i just see this image of of kanye in a gimp mask with with a net and a a bottle of yahoo and just screaming how much he hates jews you know it's just crazy man it's crazy but whatever I, i still said i don't want the man to be censored canceled whatever all right but he's 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 the man's it's just absurd okay no matter how you feel about it f that idiot his music sucks too come on now you can't go come on don't go that far Come on, don't go that far. His music doesn't suck. And I'm not even a big rap fan, but if you go listen to Flashing Lights or Through the Wire, I mean, that song, Through the Wire, Kanye West wrote with his mouth wired shut. Literally rapping with his mouth wired shut. Uh, He's just, he's just gone way off course from what he used to be. You know, he needs help from a real therapist. Let's sit that man down with Jordan Peterson. Now, that would be entertainment. That would be funny. Okay, and I'm just going to say, as much as I disagree with Kanye, I just think he's way out of his league. And and he's, he's, the dude is, he doesn't know what he's talking about, right? I mean, he's being guided by these people over here, and he just so happens to be, like, extremely famous, this massive influencer with a gigantic megaphone and what he's saying he doesn't even understand what he's saying i don't think you know and so to me it's just like here's another entertainer here's another pop icon weighing in on the political spectrum and thinks that saying saying that we should love nazis is the hill to die on like the man the man has so much potential to say so many things and expose so many different levels of corruption from his life experiences, but he chooses. I think, you know, we just need to stop calling these Nazis evil is the hill to die on, you know? I mean, basically, I just feel like we should have Hitler Appreciation Week. You know, everybody has value. Everybody can bring something to the table, especially Hitler. And the real problem with society, okay? The real problem with the people out there, the society, is that they can't just get past the the literal genocide and putting, you know, millions of people in gas chambers. I mean, come on. Can't you guys see the beauty, you know, the 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 the, the charisma? The the, the, guy, the guy, the guy was a great public speaker. He loved dogs. OK, and I like the way he dressed. So can we please just give him a pass on the literal genocide and trying to take over the world. Come on. Come on. Give him a second chance. Um, R.W. Stifle says, Nick, you're making my dementia worse with all this commie crap going on. That's Dementia Joe. Dementia Joe from my Telegram channel. Dementia, my bad, man. I'm all over the place. But I'll tell you, I've been enjoying... Those of you that are new here... I have, I, I I get scared to do live streams off the cuff, you know, just, just ranting and rambling off the top of the dome. And I always, I, I would always like get this anticipation anxiety whenever I would go live and I would, I would try to, you know, basically script my show because I'm too nervous to go off the dome. And the past week I've been going and just winging it and doing the best I can. Okay. So... You know, I, do, I don't know how it's coming across. I don't know if, if you guys are like, Nick, I can't even understand what you're saying. Because there's all these thoughts that are all jumbled around. Nothing connects to the previous thing you said before it. And your ADD is uh, is just outrageous. Which it is. Which it is. Okay? Just be you, bro. Don't be nervous. We all human beings here. Damn, you're making me cry. You're making me cry. Plus, you know, like I feel like I've 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 been the bearer of bad news on a lot of things lately. You know, like pretty much all these all these things that people are saying are going to uh, take down the deep state. I've been like, okay, yeah, but uh, t- yeah, Carrie Lake's going to file a lawsuit here soon. But her lawyer, her lawyers, just got sanctioned for bringing a similar lawsuit you know back in April so I don't I'm holding my breath on that one you know and then people are like oh you Debbie Downer you're a doomer you're a black brother I'm like no I've just been experiencing this for two years straight you know it's it's, it's like do you want me to put my faith into the courts and hold my breath for the courts to overturn the, the results of a rigged election I mean come on come on come on I mean I'm hoping for it don't get me wrong. But the courts have pretty much proven themselves to be corrupt beyond measure. You know who has the real power in this country? Whoever the bastard is behind the scenes that gets to decide which court cases go to which judges. That's who's got the real power here. Because it just so happens, it just it just seems to happen by sheer coincidence that every time there's an election lawsuit, it gets brought before some Obama-appointed judge or some... Uh, crazy hyper hyper liberal you know psycho every single time like what was it cochise county they had a situation where they tried to do a hand count you know to compare to the dominion machines and the judge sided with mark elias the democrat power attorney said that they couldn't do it and the the decision from the judge was just completely bonkers and then when they withheld certification because they weren't allowed to do a hand count and they couldn't trust the election results. Then Mark Elias sued him again. And so did Katie Hobbs. And guess what? That case went back to the same judge that sided with Mark Elias last time. So who is the one who decides which cases get before which judges? I don't know. I don't know if it's at random. I- I'm not that, you know, I'm learning about how th- all this works, but I'm not a legal scholar. So I don't know how does that happen. Every single time the the corrupt bad actor judges get the get the, get the court cases and dismiss them for lack of standing. It just don't make no sense. <sighs> so, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what. To to you know, to summarize, Katie Hobbs' office contacted Twitter to have posts removed, so the Democrat candidate who ran the AZ election censored her political opponents, disrupted election day votes, and threatened counties with prosecution if they didn't declare her the winner. And so Katie Hobbs, Katie Hobbs got some answering to do, I'll tell you that. You know, Katie Hobbs, she got some big problems on her hands, okay, because the people, we the people, are about to hang sick and tired of all this crap, all this corruption, and nothing being done about it. I've about had it up to here with Katie Hobbs, with the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. I've, I've about had it up to here with all this corruption. You know, I'm going to read some comments here. Dominion was kicked out of the Philippines. Wife is from there. Due to corrupt machines manipulated by Dominion upon request. Was it Dominion or was it Smartmatic? Because Smartmatic, well, I think... Di- Man, I'm gonna sound dumb here. But I'm pretty sure Smartmatic developed a software that Dominion purchased, which so so Dominion uses Smartmatic software in the Dominion Machines and uh, George Soros Open Society, the chair of that organization is Mark Malik Brown. Now Mark Malik Brown happens to be the owner of Smartmatic. Wow. Wow. Tell me that ain't crazy. So, they all, like all these people try to say, Smartmatic isn't even used in... Like people were saying, George Soros owns the Dominion Machines, and then they fact check it and be like, no he doesn't. No he... Do- okay, yeah, there's a connection between Mark Malik Brown and Smartmatic, but that's got nothing to do with George Soros and the Dominion Machines. Alright, you want to split hairs here, bitch? How about the fact that George Soros Open Society and Dominion shared on office floor, meaning their headquarters were right like their offices were adjacent to one another in a in a building in a part um, in a in a building in Toronto, Canada. Okay, how about the fact that Dominion contributed $50,000 to Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign? How about that one? You got me on a tangent. You got me on a tangent. New sub, Nick, boom. Yes. Yes, we're getting some subscriptions out here. Subscribe to Nick Most Cedar, baby. I do my best, okay? That's my motto, that's my slogan. I might not be that smart, but I'll do my best. Okay? I might not be that talented, but I'll work really hard. You know? I might not know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to keep talking anyway. That's my motto, that's my slogan. I might be crazy, but I'm so crazy, I'm right about something sometimes. Just put these on. I need somebody to design some t-shirts here. I need a t-shirt designer. Nick, did you see the Badlands episode with Brian and Alpha about first amendment and they talk about Yay? It was a fantastic episode. No. Um, I've only really watched Brian's stuff on Badlands. Cancon, Mr. Cancon. I'm a big fan of Cancon love everything that man does but i'm not as uh, partial to the other content creators i've heard some really good stuff like when cancon's a guest but i'll have to explore it more all right so so we're just we're just ranting and rant, uh, ranting and raving now but i would appreciate like i keep saying if you guys would subscribe to this channel cuz there's it's very rare that you get an opportunity you know to expose your content to a a big audience. And it appears, it appears that Rumble has put this video on the editor's feed, which means a lot of people are going to see it. So please, smash that Rumble button. Subscribe, share. Yeah, baby. I like Nick. He is always bouncing up and down and bobbing his head. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of... Well, I have ADD, okay? And I'm also standing up, okay? I have this desk... Look, check this out. Look, all I have to do is press a button and my desk goes up and down. But the point the point here is when I stand up and I do my shows, I'm a lot more animated. Okay? You can't contain me when Nick Cedar stands up. Salty Cracker re Dude, I'm a huge fan of Salty Cracker. That dude's awesome. Hilarious. Probably one of the most entertaining people Uh, in this entire, what do you call it, talking head domain. One of the most entertaining, hilarious people and informative. He does a lot of great research, too. All right. All right. PSYOP 74 says Dominion fled that location five days after protesters began standing in front of the Spadina office after 2020 election. Yeah, it was crazy. There was a reporter that actually went in there and he wanted to document the whole thing. The fact that george Soros open society and dominion shared a office floor right and there was like a, a wall where they had the floor the, the office number next to the the business right so so it was labeled where the offices are located and they actually removed the plaques from open society and dominion they removed it so that people couldn't come and take pictures and say see it's a fact and i guess eventually they 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 fled that building of course you would <laughs> wouldn't want to get exposed right but i think it's pretty clear i think it's pretty clear when you got george soros uh with a clear connection to smartmatic and smartmatic has a clear connection to dominion and george soros just so happens to fund the campaigns of the election administrators the people that run elections so the people that control the dominion machines and dominion controls the test laboratories pro v and sli compliance that certify their machines i think you got a problem with the machines and i think that there's an inherent uh, uh bias and agenda towards the democrats knowing george soros uh desire to completely destroy the constitution and the freedoms we have in this country to restructure american politics and uh bring about this Marxist totalitarian global governance thing. You know, whatever whatever you want to call it. The new world order or the uh, or the world economic forum's fourth industrial revolution, whatever it is. George Soros has a lot of power to influence elections in this country not just by his money but through the machines. I mean, how much power can one man freaking have? You know? All right, well, here's the thing. Now we're just now we're just chit chatting, talking. You know what I was thinking about doing? I was thinking about going on locals and uh, doing doing a stream where I play the guitar because I haven't done that in a long time. I've been thinking about doing it. A lot of requests. People say, you know, you don't ever play the guitar anymore. Well, that's because I haven't been playing it at all. I've been practicing. I'm rusty. You know, just. But I, I was thinking, you know, you got to give the people what they want. So also, if you guys wouldn't mind, if you wouldn't, if, if you could be so kind as to going to nickmosedar.locals.com. Now on Rumble, they actually got this little button over here where you can just click that red join button and it'll take you to nickmosedar.locals.com. Now it's a, it's a free platform, but it also allows you to become a monthly supporter and guys, I don't want to beg nobody, but if you do support what I do on this channel, probably the best way to do so is to become a monthly supporter on Locals. That would be greatly appreciated. Um, the dude is ambitious and remembers mostly everything Nick has his plus to. Who? Anyways, uh, you know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap this up. I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to eat some eggs. Some bacon because I haven't had breakfast and it's uh 2:30. But I want to thank you all for watching. Hit that subscribe button. Smash the rumble button. Join us over on Locals, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll set up a live stream here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. So thank you guys, and I will see you next time.